Welcome to another episode of The Belter Wire, an episodic podcast that focuses on thought leadership conversations with industry experts and established partners, designed to help our listeners evolve their business, stay competitive, and pursue their passions. My name is William Brown, Content Manager, and today I'm joined by Steve Stern. Steve began his career in food service design and project management nearly three decades ago, and has focused on a number of design projects across a variety of market segments, including corporate dining, senior living, education, restaurants, and sport and entertainment venues. Steve is currently the Director of Contract and Food Service Design with Belter and is responsible for overseeing all design and project management efforts from concept to installation. Steve, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Great, thanks. So today uh, we're going to be discussing food service design and installation, specifically as it relates to schools K through 12. But, you know, before we get too deep into talking about the differences between, you know, a remodel versus a new installation, and I know you and I had talked about this uh, briefly as we were working towards this, this podcast recording, but the idea of a site survey, you know, why is that important? What are the steps involved with the site survey? How does that, how does that benefit the schools that you're working with? Sure. So site surveys uh, and plan studies are something that are fairly recent, what we've been doing over the past three to five years now. What we offer to K through 12 schools is the ability to do a site survey for an individual school or uh, actually for, we've done recently, some entire school districts. Okay. Um, the process essentially is going into each individual uh, school kitchen, learning a little bit about their programming, how many meals they're serving as far as students, how many meal periods and then doing a detailed survey of all the existing kitchen equipment. We look for the age of the equipment, possible code violations, uh, and then take inventory notes on the equipment. Who, who are you uh, generally talking to in those situations? Are you talking to the, like the principal, the school superintendent, maybe the, the, the staff in the kitchen directly? Sure, all, all of the above, really. Okay. Um, the you know, on the, the highest level, we may be engaged by an architect. That's part of a master plan study. We uh, also would talk to the business administration people, the principals. Ultimately, we really want to get and talk to the food service directors and the people that are working in the kitchen because okay. they are essentially seeing the day-to-day things that go into serving meals for the students. Yeah. Now, with the, the food service director, is that... Does each school have a food service director, or is it maybe a group of schools that has one? Sure. So uh, schools are either uh, independently operated, and they'll have a food service director that oversees all the schools in the district, or in some cases they'll be run by an independent food service operator or contract feeder that will come in and run the food service program. There's ultimately one person that it would be the director, and then each individual school would have a person that would be in charge of that specific school. Okay. What, what kind of feedback are you getting from like, uh, the, the people that are working in the kitchen? I mean, what, what, types of, uh, what type of information are they providing you that's going to be helpful? Yeah, they're, they're awesome because they are working with the equipment on a day-to-day basis. Sure. So, for example, if there's an oven that's not working properly, if there's a refrigerator that's not getting to temperature, if there's a poor layout in the kitchen where the kids are having difficulty getting through the line in a 
quick manner. Right. They'll they'll know that immediately. Okay. And they'll they're more than happy to share that with us. So these are people that are behind the scenes every day. They see what's working, what's not. Exactly. And they provide you that information. Do they provide that to you as a part of the conversation, or are they giving you some sort of a write up or a report? In most cases, um, it is. Just part of conversation as we're walking through the kitchen and doing our site survey. In some cases, some of the districts will, you know, take the time to actually put written reports together on what they feel the positive things are and the negative aspects of their existing kitchens. Okay. All right. How long does an inspection generally take for a school? Does it depend on the size of the school? or Exactly. It depends upon the size. So elementary schools, typically smaller we can get through one maybe in an hour. Some of the middle schools and high schools that are a little bit larger, that may take you know several hours to get through. We like to take pictures of the existing oh, sure. kitchens yeah. just to kind of help uh, put things in the memory bank, things that we may not see the first time walking through. And then we also like to actually inventory the existing equipment. We also like to look at the flow and make sure that we're understanding how the food is coming in from with deliveries, being prepped, being cooked, and then ultimately being served. Okay, so the flow is from the very from the start all the way through to serving the kids as it they're is. coming through. Okay, so yeah. it's a pretty detailed look that you, you're going through. Exactly. Okay, is that is that pretty much like an all-day experience for you or all-day task for, for each school? Uh, um, well, we should, in, in the case of when we're working with districts, we'll t- tend to spend a whole day working with uh, as many schools as we can get through. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So when you're gathering this information, you're having the conversations with the relevant people that are involved, what then? Are you putting this together in a nice little package, nice report that you then hand off? And- sure. So a couple different things can happen next. In most cases, what the districts are looking for is kind of prioritizing what needs to be replaced immediately, what can be replaced a few years down the road, what may be code violations where they need to start looking at how to make improvements to layouts and so forth. Uh, we will put together a narrative that identifies existing conditions. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about uh, the number of meals they're serving per day, the number of meal periods, the throughput through the individual kitchens, and then we'll identify existing floor, wall, ceiling conditions. We'll do oh, really? an outline report that identifies existing equipment and then we'll uh, put a basically an outline together for recommendations for improvements. And okay. that can be anything from layout suggestions to just simple equipment replacement, saying this refrigerator is 20 years old. We recommend that right. you, yeah. you replace it because there's something that's usually more energy efficient that will work. But you're, you're making actual comments or, or recommendations on structural issues as well, the building? Not not structural or architectural. It's okay. just the anything related to what a health inspector might review. So, for example, if they have a uh, ceiling that has... Uh, light fixtures where there's exposed uh, light bulbs. Okay. That's typically not something the health department likes. So <laughs> yeah. we would make recommendations for lens covers on okay. the light fixtures. If the floors are in poor condition, we would just make a general comment that, you know, health codes require uh, epoxy floors, quarry tile floors, or some sort of a, a floor that can be easily cleaned or washed. 
just general recommendations. Sure. But as far as the actual structural or architectural work, we don't get involved. Okay. In that. All right. You'd, you'd mentioned like floors and walls. I, I just right. assume it's a, a structural. And then, so you pass this information, this report along. Uh, what's the timing of all this? I mean, are you doing this after school has been let out for the summer, during school, to almost, I guess, possibly see the flow firsthand, how it's, how it's Ideally, running? we'd like to do it when school is in service. So, okay. Um, we we would come in when the food service staff is working, even in some cases where there's concerns about flow. We would come in during a, and observe a meal period just to gain direct understanding for what improvements they possibly could make. Okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and who, who else are you working with? So, I mean, obviously we're, we're speaking from Belter's perspective. What other... I guess, groups or organizations or companies are you working closely with on this initiative? So a lot of times we're contracted by an architect. Architect has been hired by a school district as part of a referendum, or an architect is doing some preliminary investigation as far as what improvements they can make to a school. Maybe it's a remodel, maybe it's new construction, uh, but the architects would ask us to do this as part of a service that they would roll into an overall master plan study that would include not only kitchen equipment, but when we talk about floor, wall, ceiling, um, when we talk about acquiring additional space to help improve flow for a kitchen, those are all things that an architect would kind of pull together, pull mm-hmm. our work together into a broad overview. Okay. Yeah. And how long have you said that Bolter has been doing this? We've just started doing this about three to five years ago, um, and we've actually been doing it quite a bit more, yeah. um, both on an individual basis and with uh, with the entire school district, looking at everything from their elementary schools to middle schools, intermediate schools, to the high schools. High school, sure. Yeah. What's been the, uh, the, the typical reception to this, this idea? I think, I mean, the... The food service staff totally embraces it because because in a lot of cases, quite honestly, a lot of the schools are, I mean, they're well over 25, 30 years old, maybe even older in some cases, Um, especially in some of the elementary schools. The kitchens are totally outdated um, and they, they need help. In some cases, it's very difficult to acquire new space in it older existing kitchens they just can't build new buildings necessarily yeah but maybe there's things we can do with portable equipment maybe there's things we can do just with equipment replacement that might uh help kind of ease the burden of what their struggles might be currently so and i imagine when you're talking about either equipment repair or replacement or an addition i mean all that equals money right correct and from a budgeting standpoint i i guess i would assume that the superintendent, the principal of the school, whoever else is involved, that they're looking at that very closely to see, okay, from your report, what needs to get done immediately, maybe over the summer, as opposed to what, okay, we're this needs attention, but we could probably put this into next year's budget. Sure, exactly. Yeah. And that's where we can help prioritize what may need to be replaced immediately, where equipment is, you know, has been having continuous service issues, or... Maybe the equipment works, but uh, it probably would need to be replaced in a number of years. We can okay. kind of help prioritize that. Now, you're so- associating uh, dollars with some of these recommendations? Yes. So, are, okay. in addition to the recommendations we would make, we would also just put a value to that. Now, um, that value would 
typically be the cost of the equipment and the labor to get it into the building, to uncrate it and get it into the building. Sure. If there are associated costs with electrical and plumbing, that is not something we do, but we certainly can help yeah. uh, get those numbers for, yeah. the, for but, the schools. But it still it gives them a pretty good idea. Sure. Uh, at least from a food service perspective for that that next school year, the next couple of school years, what they really need to exactly. give some attention immediately or that they can they can push off. Okay, right. no, that's good. That sounds like a really neat program. Yeah. So let's uh, let's move on to the idea of, uh, you know, new installs versus renovations or even remodels. Mm-hmm. You know, from a design and installation perspective, is a, is a remodel, I mean, is it typically more challenging than, than building something brand new from the ground up? I imagine it probably is, but... Remodels are, um, in a lot of cases, you're dealing with existing conditions, and that may be uh, structural things that aren't apparent uh, initially. It may be trying to acquire new space that might include demolishing existing walls. Yeah, um, and then surprises behind those walls. Exactly. (laughs) There's always things that you may run into, and so the remodels are typically more challenging. The the other thing with remodels, now schools are a little easier to work with in the sense that we have a three-month window typically over the summer where we can do construction and there's really nobody working in the kitchen. Yeah. With other market segments that we deal with where the kitchens need to stay operational, there's certainly challenges with remodel projects sometimes where you have to keep the kitchen operational while you're doing construction. But yeah, a remodel is definitely a little more challenging than new construction. So. Yeah, and you bring up a good point about, um, you know, when school's out, most schools, when they're out for summer, you're looking at, what, three months, maybe yes. three and a half tops right. before mm-hmm. classes for the new school year begin. So I, I'm willing to bet that time is, is of the essence that if, if you've got a contract and you've identified or you've worked with that school, they, you know what you need to do. You need to start like ASAP to get that done. Yes, there's been so many projects that the the day after school ends, we're in there and we're moving out old equipment. The contractors, electricians, and plumbers are doing all their disconnects. Yeah. Uh, just because they know that they have a short window to get all the work done. So. Yes, yeah, I imagine there's got to be a lot of coordination between. Uh, a fair number of different uh, companies and organizations to get this all done. Absolutely, and and being the food service or kitchen equipment contractor, we kind of draw the short end of the straw in that we can't really move our new equipment in until the very end of the job. (laughs) So it's always very challenging because we're kind of at the mercy of a lot of the other trades. I mean, we we don't want to move our equipment in until the floor is done, the walls are painted, the ceilings grids are in. Um, and a lot of times, it, you know, if the project's tracking a little behind schedule, there's really not much we can do about it. Yeah. But we all know that the finish line is that first day of school. Got, so you got to get it done. We've got to get it done. Kids got to eat. Start the equipment up. We've got to train the staff on making sure they're comfortable with, you know, operating the new equipment. So, yeah. right. That's actually a good point I was going to ask you about. So, do you try and factor in? You know, at least a couple of days, especially if you're installing brand new equipment so that the staff is there, that if there is additional training, how to use it properly, is that factored into the the time? We do. Um, So we have kind of a cool commissioning process. We will submit operation maintenance manuals that identify who the authorized service agents are relative to the location of uh, any installation. 
we will get authorized service agents, manufacturers, reps, or anybody that can do training. We will arrange for formal training on the equipment for the end users. So that's it's part of our commissioning as we close out the job. And we'll make sure that we allow enough time based on the size of the project to do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Any uh, photo finish of school projects that you can think of? Or is this like down to the wire if we, if we don't get it done right now? Sure. We, I mean, we've, we've had jobs with serving counters that we've moved in at the last minute <laughs> where some of the glass didn't make it. So we put plexiglass in <laughs> temporarily. We've had some equipment that didn't make it, so we had to put temporary equipment in. Oh, boy. There's, there's always a few challenges along the way, but um, ultimately we, we get to the finish line where we need to get to. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all for a good, good purpose, too. I mean, these kids, they after a long uh, summer break, and they're, they're fired up and ready to go, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to have that done. So it's uh, creative thinking. And, Absolutely. And very good, okay. So we've been talking mostly about, you know, behind the scenes in the kitchen here. What about in the cafeteria? How, how much does that play into your role or into a project's um, management? Sure. So cafeterias are uh, a little more unique in that, we, you know, we refer to the kitchens as the back of the house, the cafeterias yeah. as the front of the house. The back of the house tends to be more stainless steel. The front of the house, you know, we'll try and tie in elements of colors and finishes, unique finishes to a project. Um, There's signage, depending upon the type of servery it would be. Some of the smaller elementary schools might be more linear in nature. When you get into some of the intermediate schools or middle schools, we're starting to do more scatter systems or designs that will lend itself more to having individual stations where people can go for pizza, where people can okay. go for a hot entree, uh, where people can go for grab-and-go type, you know, items. As opposed to that, uh, getting in the line and right. just, okay, next, and right. then just dropping the food on the plate. And <laughs> sure. So, yeah, in elementary schools, the, the, the students tend to be more served, especially with their hot entrees, with, with uh, some of the cold items or ambient temp items they might have a self-service cold bar for the students but when you get into the middle schools intermediate schools the high schools we try and build in more elements of self-serve with the high schools we might introduce some action stations where there might be some assembling of food to order almost like a sub sandwich or a panini or uh, flatbread pizza or uh, personal size pizza or things like that so so when you're when you're in the cafeteria and you're talking about, you know, maybe um, uh, putting together a theme that's specific to that school, is that is that something that's more on the architect's shoulders to deal with? And sure. So we if we're working with the school district directly, in some cases, you know, we have the ability to help with um, help them identify different laminates or color selections or things like that. Generally, with a larger project, we'll work with an architect who will have an interior designer that will be involved with the finishes. So they'll, they will pick color selections. Um, they will pick finishes for the walls. Uh, they might have some decorative soffits and signage that identify um, different uh, meal platforms that they may have. Sure. Or may, in some cases, if it's a outside food service operator, they might have specific signage that they'll use at the, the various meal platforms that the students will, okay. I guess, queue up to. So Anything come to mind that you've seen uh, in the last couple of years that like really was really neat to see come to, come to life? Gosh, um, 
I know that, uh, I mean, we've seen some schools do everything from just kind of the creative handwritten menu boards to everything. We've seen everything, some neon signage and okay. things like that. That's kind of cool. Um, introducing some downlighting, you know, over the food and I guess anything to kind of bring kind of a neat experience to you know, going through the servery and picking up your food, whatever it may be. Yeah, it sounds like they're, they're trying to keep it interesting for the kids these days. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, it's, it's been just a couple of years since I've been in high school. <laughs> just a few. Sure. You know, I graduated just a few years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> what I remember from those days, even, even in, in grade school uh, or middle school, was, you know, everything was very utilitarian. It was, like you say, getting in the line. There wasn't a lot of flash. There wasn't a lot of creativity involved there. It's, it was all about getting getting the kids in, you know, giving them a hot meal, giving them a place to seat, uh, sit down and eat it, and then okay, next next class group, okay, let's let's keep right. getting them through the getting them through the flow. Sure. What uh, what are some of the recent trends that you've been seeing recently with you know whether it's a high school or, or middle school, you know, interesting designs, anything to, with respect to the kitchen or the dining areas or the cafeteria area? Sure. So. You know the 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 food court style, their food court theme is definitely um, popular right now. Um, trying to blend the traditional hot lunch with more a la carte type items. What do you mean by that? So the the traditional hot lunch might be um, something where it's a government subsidized okay. hot lunch, but then they also will uh, introduce more a la carte fare, things like pizzas or chicken sandwiches, chicken nuggets, the more, I guess, thinking in terms of the traditional fast food type items. And what we've done at some of the high schools is actually had a, a separate serving area aside from the servery that might be um, kind of an a la carte or a fast food type uh, serving station. And that could have anything from what I described as, you know, pizzas, kind of grab and go hot food items, mm-hmm. even like ice cream, um, and then we've also recently been working uh, with some high schools and actually putting coffee shops in and bistros in where really? they have the ability <laughs> to uh, make uh, everything from smoothies to coffee drinks to uh, quick service type sandwiches, almost like you'd see in a Panera or a Starbucks or yeah. something like that. I'm sure you had those options when you were in high school, yeah. right? <laughs> no, not likely. <laughs> not so much? <laughs> I never got to drink coffee until I was in college. <laughs> right. What uh, What else have you been seeing? What, what other uh, interesting trends have been popping up? Um, the other thing that's real popular right now in some of the schools is just the curriculum having culinary cuisine for the students. So uh, we've been working with a number of high schools putting in cooking labs uh, in the schools. So, um, you know, a number of years ago, they might have residential cooking equipment, an electric range, and a residential reach-in refrigerator. Uh, we've done a number of schools now that actually have a commercial kitchen with commercial cooking appliances. Really? And they actually have a class that teaches kids, you know, culinary skills. So kind of a, um, you know, a precursor to students that want to become chefs or get into the culinary uh, type world um, where they would typically go to a a technical school or or something along those lines. A lot of the high schools now are offering those type of classes and putting in that equipment. Yeah, it gives them that that jump start if they do want to, after they graduate high school, if they want to go into a technical school, they've already got... 
their foot, you know, some experience. Absolutely. In the door there. Absolutely. Okay. Now, are those areas, are they uh, separate from the... The cafeteria in the kitchen, are they in a different part of the school, or is it kind of like on a side part of they the They are. They're generally, they would be in just like a classroom setting. Um, so in the case of some of the schools we've recently worked with, they've remodeled uh, an existing uh, culinary lab that just had residential equipment, and yeah. they converted that into kind of a commercial kitchen, if you will. Nice. So they've kind of taken the, the idea of home ec and... Uh, Pumped it up a notch or two, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) It's fantastic. Right. (laughs) Steve, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, If if any of our listeners want to reach out to you, if they want to contact you, what's the best way that they can do that? Sure. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm also, uh, my email, sstern at belter.com. I'd be more than happy to uh, field any questions that somebody might have. You can also connect with us by visiting belter.com, as well as reach out to us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, and feel free to give us a rating and share with your friends and coworkers. Reach out to us and let us know if there are any other specific topics that you want us to talk about. And until the next time, thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to the Belter Wire Podcast. Remember, you can visit us at belter.com for all of your restaurant supply, beverage, hospitality, janitorial, and licensed branding needs.